good friend of mine told me once, you know, they say that money can't buy you happiness, but it sure does make life a lot easier. The great irony is that the more money that this person makes, the more things that he accumulates, he doesn't seem to be any less anxious. He doesn't seem to be any more fulfilled, even though in his mind, if he just had a little more money, life would be a little easier. Today, Jesus talks about stuff. And he puts it in the context of greed. And this is a hard one, especially for us Americans. This is a difficult gospel passage. And there's a lot of other passages that sound a lot like this one because Jesus kind of brings it up a lot. And greed is one of those things, at least for me, where it's a lot easier to see it in other people than in our own lives. Because in our own lives, you know, we're just trying to get our basic needs met. And, you know, we're just trying to enjoy life a little bit. And we're not being greedy. We're just, you know, trying to do what we need to do. But then we look into other people's lives and we say, wow, they certainly don't need all that. They're, they're the ones that are materialistic. They're the ones that are consumeristic. They're the ones that are greedy. And so greed is, can often be one of those vices that we don't recognize in ourselves. It becomes, we become blind to it, and it becomes a barrier in our relationship with God if we're not careful. What's really going on, though, is that all of us are searching for fulfillment in stuff, and we're searching for that stuff to satisfy a hunger deep within us that only God can fulfill. And as we try to accumulate more and more things or better and better things, we end up becoming more anxious, more insecure, more disappointed, and oftentimes it leads to more sin. So today, we hear Jesus tell us to guard against greed. He reminds us that life does not consist in our possessions. And throughout the Gospels, we hear similar passages like, you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon or money. Or elsewhere, we hear that he who puts his trust in riches is never satisfied. We also hear, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We hear that it's not money that's the cause of all evil, but the love of money that's the cause of all evil. And there's, of course, more and more passages throughout the Gospels and throughout the Old Testament. But as we wrestle with greed, and as we try to make sense of what we should do with this passage today, what I want to suggest is that this spiritual detachment is what's most important. Spiritual detachment is something that is not optional, that in order to grow in the spiritual life, all of us, we must be detached of certain things. Because the more and more that we cling to the things of this world, the more bound we become to them. 
the more that we think we own, the more things begin to own us. But on the flip side, the more that we enter through spiritual detachment, the more freedom we experience, the more fulfillment we experience. We grow in holiness and we grow in an intimate relationship with God. And that's what we want. So how are we supposed to get there? Well, St. Francis de Sales, I've brought him up recently before. He was a great bishop. He was a saint, a, a holy priest, and he, he gave a lot of sermons to lay people about how to be holy in um, your ordinary daily lives. And in the context of talking about greed, one thing that he spoke about is that he gave um, three indicators for us to examine our own conscience to identify whether or not we struggle with this vice of greed. So I'd like to reveal those three today and kind of for each of us to take a moment to challenge ourselves and to be honest with ourselves whether or not we wrestle with this vice. So the first indicator he gives is if you longingly, ardently, and anxiously desire to possess something that you don't have, then you may struggle with the vice of greed. If you longingly, anxiously, and ardently desire to possess things you don't have. So it's one thing to, you know, ask for something for your birthday or for Christmas. It's one thing to kind of admire, you know, someone who has a nicer car than you and to, to say, wow, it really would be cool to have a car like that. But it's another thing to longingly, anxiously, and ardently hunger for things that you do not possess where it's all that you think about, it's, it consumes you. It's your primary motivation for waking up in the morning and going to school or to work. That it's, it's, your, it, it, it's your primary thing that drives you. This perhaps could be an indication that you struggle with greed. The second thing is if you are hesitant to be generous. So it's one thing to tithe and to, you know, help someone out whenever they need some help. But it's another thing to give in haste, to give without hesitation, to give even until it hurts. That's hard. But St. Francis of Sales says that if we are hesitant, if we are constantly trying to keep our stuff for ourselves, never wanting to share, never wanting to give our resources to others that need help or that could benefit, perhaps we struggle with the vice of greed. And the third, he says, is if you are greatly distressed, desolate, and afflicted at the loss of your property. So, of course, sometimes things... Um, Sometimes bad things and unexpected things happen to our stuff. Maybe um, someone vandalizes or accidentally breaks something that you own, or maybe there's a natural disaster, a hurricane, or a flood, or a house fire, or maybe there's a robbery, or maybe someone takes you to court and you lose a lot of money. Whatever it is, bad things happen sometimes. But, and it's, of course, it's natural to be a little upset by these things. I mean, that's that's expected. But if it destroys your life, 
If you are greatly afflicted, distressed, and very desolate, if it ruins your day and now you're a monster to everyone that you encounter, perhaps, maybe, you struggle with the vice of greed. Now, this could be hard. This is probably hard for all of us. We have to admit because it's one of those things that, as I mentioned, we could be blinded by. But St. Augustine reminds us that we are restless. We are restless until our hearts rest in Jesus. It's natural. It's kind of expected for us to look in almost anywhere and everywhere else except God to satisfy these longings. But it's a lie. And if we're honest with ourselves, we can examine our lives and recognize that there's a sense of insatiableness, that we're never quite satisfied. That the more we possess, the more money we make, the more things we consume. They might be enjoyable for a time. It might make us comfortable and luxurious for a moment. But there's always that moment whenever we recognize that we're dissatisfied, that we're just not happy, that we just need more. It's also true that the more that we have, the more stuff we have to worry about. And so Jesus I think is pointing out to us that it's not a matter of how much money you might have or don't have, but rather it's about how attached you are to your stuff. It's important to say that St. Francis de Sales also noted that accumulating wealth is actually a good thing, that we should, especially as lay people, you should desire to accumulate some wealth for your basic needs and for your family and, and, and all that. But he warns us, he says, it's important to keep that wealth in your home and in your purses and not in your heart. That instead we should be set free interiorly, not to be enslaved by what we have or don't have. And so I have myself witnessed some very wealthy people as well as some very poor people who are equally holy and saintly people because they have learned to not be burdened and distressed by stuff and instead to live a life in the Holy Spirit. So how do we get there? How do we go through this process of spiritual detachment? Because it does require some sense of purification, and it will be a little uncomfortable, because what we're talking about is the cross. What we're talking about is dying to ourselves. It will, be, it will entail some degree of sacrifice. But as we endure this purification, this detachment, this setting free, we enter through the cross into the resurrection. We experience true life. We experience fulfillment. That hunger deep within is finally filled with God. And that's what we want. We want that fulfillment that's deeper, that's greater, that's more substantial. So how do we get there? Well, we get there by doing the opposite of what St. Francis de Sales warned against. So the first one, instead of longing and being ardent and anxious about things we do not possess, why don't we begin with being grateful for the things we do possess? Why don't we be, begin with gratitude, an intentional gratitude, a daily 
thankfulness to God, recognizing that everything that we own, everything we have is a gift. And that we should never forget that we don't actually own anything because it all belongs to God. If we live a life of gratitude, we are taking a step forward in this experience of detachment for the sake of freedom. The second thing, instead of being hesitant to be generous, we can choose to give quickly, to give in haste, to give without cost, and to give until it hurts. It's hard, yes, and it, requ- it means that we'll probably sometimes lend something to a neighbor and not get it in return. It means that maybe we won't be as comfortable as we would hope we would be. But this generosity is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. It leads to a life of joy and a life of peace. It leads to a spirituality of giving and living your life as gift, which is really another way of saying love, living a life of love for others. So instead of being hesitant to to be generous, why don't we err on the side of generosity? Whenever we see someone in need, a family member, a friend, maybe a poor person, maybe we can share our resources. And certainly, prudently, we don't have to dump our bank account on a homeless person, but we can share our stuff, our time, our energy to be generous with those who need help. And the third, instead of being greatly distressed, afflicted, and very desolate, by the loss of our property, we can choose to trust that good old word that we say often but do very little. We can choose to trust, live a life of providence, abandonment to God's divine providence, trusting that God really is who he says he is, trusting that God takes care of the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea, and he especially takes care of his sons and daughters who have faith in him. God loves to provide. And if you feel like God hasn't provided, maybe it's because you haven't given him a chance. Because you've been clinging to control of your own life and your own stuff. But those of you that have taken a risk for the Lord, that have given God space to provide for you, you have discovered the great joy of living in freedom. Yeah, this is, not an, this is not a homily about being lazy. This is not a homily about being imprudent. But it is a challenge for all of us to recognize how greed might be this hidden vice that's keeping us from intimacy with God, that's keeping us from a life of fulfillment, it's keeping us from experiencing the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And if we can be honest, at least starting there, that perhaps there is that vice of greed that we're clinging to, then we can ask Jesus to set us free. We can be grateful, be generous, and trust. If you want more fulfillment in your life, be grateful, be generous, and trust. If you want to be holy, if you want to be a saint, be grateful. Be generous and trust. If you want to be set free from financial anxiety, be grateful, be
be generous and trust. If you want to live a life in the Holy Spirit, be grateful, be generous, and trust. We can start there. By God's grace, we can be set free of this hidden, or perhaps not so hidden, vice of greed. I want to invite you today to put it in the chalice. As we continue with this Mass, and as we're praying that Eucharistic prayer in, in those moments before we receive Holy Communion, just intentionally put your greed in the chalice. Give it to the Lord. Because it's a hard one to let go of. But if we put it in the chalice, Jesus will bring that to the Father and give us a life beyond all measure. Be grateful, be generous, and trust. And experience the freedom God has in store for you. Amen. Amen.